Okay, today's guest is Mike Hannon. Mike is a stand-up comedian and actor. Mike was a lead role in the film Timing on Amazon Prime. Mike also has a, a, has a stand-up comedy special called Life Begins, which is available on YouTube. The special even has over 100,000 views. He also has an album called I Think It Just Kicked In which has over 5 million streams on Pandora. Please welcome the amazing Mike Cannon. Wow, best intro I've ever gotten. Thanks, pal. You're welcome. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. Yeah, um, well, especially good since it's Friday. Yeah, you're done with, all, done with school for the week? Oh, yeah. Nice. So, um, are you go? Are you going into school, or are you just doing on the um, computer? Well, actually, this is the we. I used to. I'm doing hybrid right now, but actually, cool. next Monday, I'm gonna go in full person. Oh, okay, cool, nice. Mm-hmm. You excited? Uh yeah, but we can't really see. Um, all the kids in my grade were supposed to go in person, cause mm. only half going each day. Um, but right. I can't see the other half, so I wasn't as excited. I gotcha. Yeah, I see. Hopefully next year it'll be yeah. semi-normal. So, um, I start off every episode by asking you, what's the worst heckler you have ever had? The worst one? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, I've gotten quite a few recently, actually. It, it, even even with the pandemic, I just started mm-hmm. getting back out on the mm-hmm. road a little mm-hmm. bit, and I thought because everybody was kind of isolated for the year, they'd be a little more excited to be out mm-hmm. and yeah. not, you know, not as enthusiastic mm-hmm. about yelling out during the show. <laughs> yeah. But I had some... I had a woman in Florida scream something aggressive about masks, about wearing a mask, Uh and then um, I had to put her in her place a little bit, and she spent Mm -hmm. the rest of the show crying in the bar (laughs) to to her to her friends. So that wasn't great. Oh, that that, that's sort of weird. Um, like, I mean, I don't. I'm not surprised because it was in Florida. Right, right. I mean, all the stuff that goes on there, I mean, just, like, I, um, I think that, like, Las Vegas and, like, Florida should, like, be a separate country. Like, you go, like, sometimes (laughs) it's fun to go there, but, like, sometimes you just want to go and go back to America, you know what I mean? I agree, yeah. It felt like its own planet. Some of it was very (laughs) nice, and I enjoyed, uh... I enjoyed being outside mm-hmm. in the warmer weather since I'm here in New York, yeah. but, you know, yeah, it definitely felt a little different. I heard that, like, um, that, um, Florida's actually gonna start to become, like, a place, like, for comedy, like, how does L.A. and New York? Yeah, it seems like that's spreading out a bit, you know, yeah. it, New York shut down, tonight's mm-hmm. actually the first night the stand-up clubs are reopening in New York oh, City, nice. so I'm excited to get back mm-hmm. to work a little bit, but, mm-hmm. uh, I know, I know a bunch of people that moved to Texas, mm-hmm. Uh, from LA and some mm-hmm. from New York, and then mm-hmm. I have a couple buddies like Andrew Schultz who moved mm-hmm. down to Miami, mm-hmm. and a couple people kind of re re spread mm-hmm. out as well. Mm-hmm. So it depends yeah. where everything's open, I guess mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um. So you um. So speaking of podcasts, because we're doing a podcast right now. Um. You um have a podcast. Well, I don't know if you still do or not. Um. That was called the Rabbit Hole, where you discussed conspiracy theories. What are some of the craziest conspiracy theories you have ever discussed? So I think it, so that sh- that show is no longer going mm-hmm. on. We were ahead of our time, mm-hmm. to be honest, because we were talking fake news mm-hmm. and lamestream media mm-hmm. and all that all that craziness, uh, you know, years and years ago. But mm-hmm. the show actually had to stop because one of my co-hosts became obsessed with believing the Earth is flat. 
Oh, jeez, Louise. Uh, <laughs> I heard, like, this report that 1 in 35 people believe that the world is flat. Is that right? I, I mean, I hope not. I mean, <laughs> it's just sort of, like, weird. Like, why do they believe that? I think it, I, I you know, this might be a little too deep for mm-hmm. this podcast, but I do think that it's a little bit of a replacement for religion. For a oh, lot of the people, okay. they, they feel like it's a bit of community and mm-hmm. they've found like-minded mm-hmm. people that they can mm-hmm. congregate with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't get the whole gravity sense on all of that stuff. Like, like I mean, um, like all everyone's talking about, oh, gravity wouldn't work. But I have no, like, I just stay out of that argument because I have no uh-huh. idea how gravity works. <laughs> it's just yeah, one of those I mean, things. You're 12, you have years yeah. to figure it mm-hmm. out. Yeah, well, even other kids in my grade are like, oh, it wouldn't work because of gravity. It's like they're like these scientists, and I'm over here just like picking my nose. <laughs> well, I think they're, uh, they believe that it's a magnet. So it's not gravity, it's mm-hmm. a magnet, and it somehow works mm-hmm. the yeah. same. But it, it, it wouldn't mm-hmm. make sense with all the mm-hmm. jobs that rely yeah. on the mathematics behind mm-hmm. gravity. Yeah. I mean. Where do you live, buddy? Um, I live in um, uh, Massachusetts, a low town called Ayo. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So it, do you. Do you do stand-up in clubs and stuff um, like that, or how do, how do you do I it? did some virtual shows, but um, I'm, I did one in person for this class I took, but um, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find clubs that I can do in, like, Boston. Um, um, I'm trying, I'm talking to Rick Jenkins, the host of, um, well, the owner of um, the comedy, comedy studio, studio right? yeah, and yeah. I'm trying to, I don't even know if the clubs would allow me in, but I'm just trying to figure it all out. I gotcha. Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. good. I mean, mm-hmm. I think right now for you, it's 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 kind of great that it's mm-hmm. there's some virtual stuff because yeah. you can kind of get a sense for whether mm-hmm. or not you know how mm-hmm. jokes work or what yeah. jokes mm-hmm. work, and uh, without mm-hmm. kind of diving yeah. deep into the mm-hmm. dark world of mm-hmm. club yeah. comedy. Yeah, like I, I just find it so stupid that like it makes sense to a certain point, but I wish I could just perform in clubs like where there's drinking. Like I feel like I. Like, I'd, like, just be good at handling the hecklers. Like, I'd I, I just, like, grab something in my pocket and just throw something at them. I don't know. <laughs> well, you live, in, you live in Massachusetts, so I'm sure you come across your fair share of drinkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's sort of like, um, I hear that, like, there's a lot of hecklers in Boston. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't it all? I've, I've pre- I've performed in Boston, mm-hmm. I've performed in Worcester, mm-hmm. I've done uh, some other New England gigs mm-hmm. like in Connecticut and Rhode mm-hmm. Island and stuff like that. It, mm-hmm. It's honestly, it's kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. To be Everywhere you go, there's going to be a section of people that mm-hmm. are uh, that don't necessarily know how to behave publicly. Yeah, I feel like that, uh, I hear a lot about that, like is in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Boston and Philadelphia mm-hmm. are kind of... Uh, two sides of the same mm-hmm. coin yeah it's very similar mm-hmm. uh it, you know blue collar smart audiences mm-hmm. but they definitely once work is out they definitely like mm-hmm. to tip a yeah. few back and get mm-hmm. rambunctious yeah. yeah i'm like i there's just like i i'm always wondering if there's like a heckler post show but like i like always see all these comedians have these like clips of like they like are with like like, they have, like, 40 clips of handling hecklers. It's, like, how, like, like, I've, like, how often are they? (laughs) Well, I think if you're watching the one I think you're watching, sometimes people set that situation up just because it's good Mm -hmm. fodder for YouTube. Cloud So, you know, yeah, crowd work and any type of, you know, heckling happens, Mm -hmm. but it's not, 
it's not an every show yeah. thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, but there are situations mm-hmm. where, uh, I guess people, mm-hmm. comedians want to put up their mm-hmm. crowd work yeah. more so than a written bit so they don't have to burn it and, yeah. and not do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you, um, toured all across the USA, so you performed at a lot of places, so what are some of the weirdest places you have ever performed at? Weirdest. Uh, it, does it have to be in this country or? Um, in the world? Oh, it can be in the wild. So I mean, I've I've performed at like Elks Lodges in Pennsylvania, which are kind of mm-hmm. old school social clubs oh. for for alcoholics and people <laughs> that you know smoke cigarettes. Um, and those are always bizarre, but they have kind of a nice mm-hmm. communal vibe. Yeah. I've performed in bowling alleys this past year. I've performed, mm-hmm. you know, in Central Park mm-hmm. on rooftops mm-hmm. all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weirdest slash best place mm-hmm. I've ever performed was on military bases over in oh. the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I got to travel over to mm-hmm. Jordan, Kuwait, and Bahrain mm-hmm. and perform for the troops, which was always a goal yeah. of mine starting mm-hmm. out in comedy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those were sometimes not ideal, but they were the best audiences mm-hmm. because they were extremely grateful that we were there. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I heard, like, aren't there sort of, like, when people are on, like, um, in, like, Iraq or something, when, like, they're doing war, like, don't some, like, some people I heard, like, come out and, like, perform? hmm Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was one of those people. Oh. So they're out there stationed mm-hmm. in, in a war zone, and mm-hmm. I, I flew out to the Middle East to their base and, and you know, in a helicopter, mm-hmm. all that stuff, in a plane. Was it a little got, scary? It was definitely mm-hmm. a little scary mm-hmm. and unnerving, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I got, uh, you ever see those guys that put on the big padded suit and then yeah. they get bit mm-hmm. by the dog yeah so i did that oh and cute. they but they gave me like kind of a small jacket mm-hmm. so yeah. i felt every mm-hmm. bit of the bite oh <laughs> why they want you to get injured <laughs> i don't know that's a good question i think they mm-hmm. thought it was funny oh <laughs> okay so um so um on your podcast irish goodbye you and mike feeney tell stories um about some of the um what are some of the craziest stories you have discussed well we're always talking about uh, about comedy and you know the road is certainly you know once you once you start traveling traveling the country Mm -hmm. especially you come across a lot of different types of people and uh you know those people especially you know drunk hecklers Mm -hmm. or stuff like that Mm -hmm. after the show it tends to get it it can get a bit rowdy but Mm -hmm. You know, we, we're, we're a bit of an adult show mm-hmm. in terms of how irreverent and, uh, mm-hmm. and wild we get yeah. with our stories. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about the heckling stuff mm-hmm. and, and stand-up and, mm-hmm. and just general. Now I have mm-hmm. a son, so this is like my practice yeah. for, you know, my son's 10 years younger than you, mm-hmm. but this is my practice with you for when Aww. he tells me he do comedy when he's 12. Oh. Okay, um, good luck with that. <laughs> um, like, it's one of those things where it's like, you want to do it, but if your kid uh, did it, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, are your parents pumped that you're um, doing comedy? Yeah, on um, my first, like, I don't know what they, well, I was 10 when I wanted to be a comedian, I don't know what their thoughts about it was back then, they saw it, like, they saw me get better, because, like, one, once I won a competition against 10 adult comedians, so like, oh, wow. so they, oh yeah, thanks. So they started to see like me grow and everything, and um, and I'm doing these interviews. So I think they started like I don't know if they believed with, in me at the beginning, but I think they're starting to. But like, I, they believe in me now. 
That's great. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, it's like everything else with kids. It yeah. could be a passing interest. You have no idea, yeah. but the fact that you're sticking with mm-hmm. it and you're, I mean, you're already doing your mm-hmm. own podcast. That's pretty great. Mm-hmm. So That's um, awesome. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. So, um, you, um, have really good stage presence. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, so, um, you do, like, um, so... I always see you, like, don't, like, how you, like, rest your, um, what's it called? I, I, I forget. Oh, yeah, um, uh, elbow, elbow. How did I forget that? Um, so how you always, um, rest your elbow on the, um, what, what's it called? The mic stand. Yeah, mic stand. Mm-hmm. Where did you learn that? That, uh, you know what's weird is, mm-hmm. is that's a bit of comfort mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, yeah. you know, when you first find mm-hmm. out you're funny, mm-hmm. it's you and your friends, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, you first realized you were mm-hmm. funny because you probably made your, your mm-hmm. family laugh, mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. you take it out and you make your friends mm-hmm. laugh. Yeah. And it just feels a bit more casual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's my mm-hmm. environment mm-hmm. also, where mm-hmm. all my buddies would hang around. Mm-hmm. We'd be sitting, we'd mm-hmm. be standing, leaning mm-hmm. on stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like the more comfortable I am on stage, the more likely I am to be per- authentic mm-hmm. and completely oh, myself. I thought it was something, like... To, like, sort of, like, show that you're in charge of the room. I thought it was one okay. of those tactics. Because, like, you look... People look so in charge when they do that. Like, wh- yeah. like they have the microphone in their hand, then they have their, like, elbow resting on the mic stand in it. Like, um, I see Bill Burr doing it a lot, and it's something I learned yes. from him. Yeah, I think I probably also uh, gleaned it a bit from Bill yeah. Burr as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of grew up in similar yeah. similar vibes in terms of our friends mm-hmm. and how we yeah. hang out. But you're right, it does give like mm-hmm. a bit of an authoritative, mm-hmm. casual mm-hmm. look to where yeah. you're unimpressed with mm-hmm. what the crowd yeah. you know says or mm-hmm. reacts yeah. with. Mm-hmm. I, I speaking of Bill Burr, I would like hate to like be a heckler of his. like like like, um they're like certain comedians that just like would just wreck you like i um saw these like clips of like famous people like just um famous comedians just like like just going at these hecklers like they just like it's sort of like they're stabbing them in the throat how they just go right right at them yeah Mm. it's you know with heckling it's kind of a fun thing mm-hmm. and an interesting thing mm-hmm. to deal with early on in your mm-hmm. career because it's new. Like everything yeah. else, it's new. But after I've been doing it for 13 mm-hmm. years at this mm-hmm. point, so one year older than you've been around. Okay. But I, but I, it, so it's gotten to the point where I feel like my mm-hmm. skill set is good enough mm-hmm. to where when somebody interrupts, I'm now upset mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're kind of ruining my flow. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all of these years mm-hmm. of pent-up frustration with people mm-hmm. that yell out of turn kind of mm-hmm. comes out on this one yeah. person. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. not necessarily fair, but it can mm-hmm. be funny. Yeah. Well, like, I, well, it's one of those things, like, you have to think about it, like, from a point. Like, you, you don't want them to keep on walking over you the whole show. And, like, if it's right. part of your persona, like... It, like if you um I'm more of like um I'm I'm more of like a complaining angry persona like if it's one of those personas like you really have no choice if someone heckles you but to go after them or like right. your persona's at stake you know what I mean yeah mm-hmm. no you're right you've established a mm-hmm. character or at mm-hmm. least yeah persona mm-hmm. and to if you allow that person to derail you mm-hmm. and you're yeah. giving off a vibe mm-hmm. of confidence and mm-hmm. authority. Mm-hmm then that immediately lops you off at the legs, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so there's, like, um, I, I really think, like, um, who is that person that has a lot of... Um, I really like to watch, like, Chris Rock, like, his stage presence. Like, yeah, he's great. Um, I'm not... Um, like, I just like how he, like, just walks onto the stage and, like, 
you know how like he slowly paced with all this energy yeah. like that i that's like just so cool like i i know it sounds a little like dorky to say but like it's really like interesting no, it is, mm-hmm. and that's great that you're paying attention mm-hmm. to that stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it sounds like you watch a lot of stand-up, right? Um, sometimes, like, sometimes, um, Bill Burr, I mean, not Dave Chappelle said something, um, it's a little inappropriate what he said, but he said something, right. he was like, it's like watching someone do something to your girl. You're like, oh, I can do it better than them, basically <laughs> that. Um, um, he, a comedian yeah. asked him, what's your number one tip on stand-up comedy? So, like, uh-huh. sometimes I try to avoid it. I'm watching it because I'm like, eh. But sometimes yeah. I like to watch it, like, as long as I'm in the mood and not, but I don't watch too much. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's, I think mm-hmm. that's smart. It's a smart thing to mm-hmm. both educate mm-hmm. yourself and then also create a bit of distance mm-hmm. yeah. so you can establish the mm-hmm. originality. Yeah. But because mm-hmm. I, I was, I was obsessed with watching comedy at first mm-hmm. and I would notice things like, mm-hmm. you know, Bill Burr leaning on the mic, yeah. the way Louis C.K. used mm-hmm. to hold his microphone. Mm-hmm. I mimicked that a lot early yeah. on. The way Chris Rock would prowl mm-hmm. the stage mm-hmm. and have mm-hmm. almost like, like, he almost looks like a panther or a tiger, yeah. the way mm-hmm. he walks the stage yeah. and stalks mm-hmm. it and lets people know that he's completely in charge mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's really great that you, you mm-hmm. pick up on that yeah um, I'm starting to think of I'm getting at the point where um, I know some people have arsenals of like comebacks they used to hecklers I'm starting to try mm-hmm. to develop that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're getting you're getting ready you're ready yeah. for these people to, yeah. to yell out mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I think you might be good mm-hmm. for a little while because I think if you really if you heckle a 12 year old mm-hmm. you might be the worst person <laughs> yeah um, like I, something that like really gets on my nose is like watching all these eight-year-olds most of the judges on America's Got Talent I'm like I can do that anyone can do that like it makes me so angry I, I know it sounds wrong but a five-year-old's doing it, and I want to punch them across the face, because I can do the same thing four times better, and they're getting all this attention, like, oh my god, he's so cute, he's saying Ka- Simon Cowell is a vegan, and how he sucks about that, but he's so cute. <laughs> is that something you would do? Would you do America's Got Talent? Um, I'm not, like, really big into competitions of comedy. I did same. once, once, um, that's the thing where I won against 10 adult comedians. The thing mm-hmm. is, like, I didn't actually know until a few days later. I actually thought I lost. Um, and then oh, wow. I was, but because the people never notified me. And then I just saw an email like, oh, you're doing this next gig. And I was like, wait, does that mean I won? So I messaged the guy in charge and he's like, yeah, you won. So that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that is really cool. Where was that? Um, it was a virtual thing for comedy therapy. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Good for you, man. Yeah, thanks. It's just like, oh, I forgot what we were talking about. America's Got Talent? Oh, yeah. It's just like one of those things where, like, I feel like it's sort of, like, does something to your self-esteem if you don't win. Like, I like I feel like once you go to America's Got Talent and you fail, I feel like you never come back from that. I, I think you might be. I think you might be right. You know, at at its core, stand up mm-hmm. comedy and comedy in general is an mm-hmm. art form, right? So yeah. it's tough to be mm-hmm. objectively mm-hmm. judgmental about what you're watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's always going mm-hmm. to be an opinion, yeah. more so than mm-hmm. a factual. Mm-hmm. You won, yeah. or you won, or whatever. Yeah. So it does. Mm-hmm. It can really hinder growth mm-hmm. and self esteem if somebody mm-hmm. just tells you they don't like your mm-hmm. stuff, and for mm-hmm. that reason, you lose. I stay away from them too. Yeah, me too. Like. I, I know it's, like, one of those things where I guess, like, sometimes you should do things for opportunities, but, like, 
I don't know. There's just something about it. Like, I feel like I'd have a panic attack. Because, like, comedy in, like, comedy in the world, like, comedy, you have to be really good to get successful based yep. on other jobs. You can't just be eh, mediocre to get, like, famous. Like, you have to be, like, the top of the top. Um, And, like, there's no way around it. You have to just fight for your place. It's sort of like you're, um in a cage with a bunch of other five, I don't know why I said five-year-olds, but a bunch of other 12-year-olds. I mean, like, right. 500 other 12-year-olds. We're racing to get to, we're racing to get to, I don't know, a um, chicken nugget. And we all have to try to kill each other to get that chicken nugget. And it's like one of those things where it's like, if you feel like you, so you, like, can't be, like, um, Anyone can be, like, a grocery stock bagger, but, like, you have to be really good to get the, to the top of comedy, you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. You, you have to have something mm-hmm. something to offer, mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the things are breaking apart now where you can be very niche, mm-hmm. so you can have a very specific viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And if you were a comic that only discussed video games, mm-hmm. there's still an audience yeah. for those, yeah. which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, like, I... I, I, I don't think that there should be many 12-year-old comedians once when you said if you only talk about video games, like, oh, I, I, I think the girl from Minecraft is hot, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, uh, what do the What do the kids at school say um, about you doing comedy? Um, I don't really. I only see half of the grade because of um that thing I told you about earlier. But um, right. I don't think a lot of them have seen my stand up. But they like like my podcast. They think it's cool. A lot of them give me compliments. Nice. So that's nice. Yeah. And, and that's awesome. There were some kids that used to bully me last year, and I just sort of wanted like. Um, that I haven't seen yet this year because of the whole COVID thing. I'd sort of want to be in your face. Yeah, I'm more successful than you, you are. I'm, I'm more successful than you are. I, I'm going to be driving a Lamborghini in about, you know, 10 years. And, yeah, you know, you're going to be working at McDonald's, driving a Honda Civic. Like, like I know it sounds, like, messed up, but I don't know. It's just, like, once you meet, you know me, I go vicious. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool to see uh, industry beef goes all the way back mm-hmm. to sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what grade you're in? Six? I'm seventh. Um, I, oh, okay, seventh. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, um, you really answered all the questions I want. And um, uh, just before we leave, I was wondering if you want to link any um, of your social media. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm at I am Mike Cannon mm-hmm. on all social media. Okay. So Instagram, mm-hmm. I put a ton of stand-up clips mm-hmm. all over Instagram. Mm-hmm. I put some sketches mm-hmm. up there, some mm-hmm. podcast clips, yeah. you name it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to follow your mm-hmm. lead, man. You know, put as much content out mm-hmm. there as humanly yeah. possible mm-hmm. while trying to get better at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think you're I think you're taking steps in the right direction. Thanks, I, I wish you luck. OK, so I'm um, good. Bye and have a great day. All right, buddy. You too.